Hello, this is Fred Goldstein coming to you from the Population Health Colloquium. This is Jefferson's 17th year of this incredible conference, and I'm here joined with a good friend, Esther Dyson. Welcome. Hi. Delighted to be here. Yeah, it's great to have you, and uh, it seems we catch up just about every year at this conference, and also I know you've been doing a fair amount of work with uh, the Way to Wellville, so you've got a meeting coming up. What's been happening with that? We're having... Our five communities are getting together in one of the communities, which is Clatsop County in Oregon. And this year we're sort of moving from planning and figuring out who your partner should be and what your, priori- what your priorities are to actually each community is going to come with a specific program and think about what's the budget, who's accountable, what are the metrics, what's the timing. Wow. Yeah, because that's how things happen, not not through good efforts and good intentions, but actually kind of the boring planning, program management kind of stuff. So do you have a sense for what some of those programs are going to be? Yeah, um, early childhood education, opioid prevention, uh, obesity prevention, it, you know, nothing, wow. nothing extraordinary. No, but, but big issues, obviously. Yes. I mean, those take a yeah. lot of resources across a pretty broad spectrum to try to go after. Right, and one of the ones that I really like, it's so early childhood education or prenatal, mm-hmm. you, you get a pretty quick outcome. Opioid reduction, you know, there's this first part, you stop prescribing, you try and move people, don't hand out so much pain medication, but really you need to go way back and it's, honestly, it's more about mental health, right? trauma-informed care, and there, I don't think you'll see immediate results, but it's actually more important because if you, if you just take away the substance without taking away the after effects of the trauma. Yeah, I assume there are a whole bunch of lifestyle-related issues from their background, etc., that also need to be addressed, whether that's housing kinds of things or food as well. Yeah, that well, it's into all, it? I mean, you know, if you don't have enough food, yeah. your dad is probably not going to be in a good mood. Right. And if your dad's not in a good mood, your mother may overeat. And, you know, I mean, it's all these things interacting. And so if you, if you, you can't effectively solve one without at least dealing Working. with some of the others. So in each of these communities, they're going to lay out a framework for here's how the issue is kind of out there. Here are the pieces and components we're going to try to put in place and who's going to do that? More or less, yeah. Wow. And then how can we tie it up with a bow and get it funded? Oh, wow. And but do you are you seeing any innovative ideas around how to potentially do that? Well, yeah. I mean, there's in... I'm trying to think if I can say this yet, but in one of our communities, we actually... Not we, Wellville, but... The community itself and a group? The community got a, I think, $400,000 grant. grant But long run, Mm -hmm. we want to move from grants to something more sustainable. Yeah, and I I think that's one of the biggest issues I've seen around this whole approach to community-based health is how do you sustain that from a funding perspective? And at least in my mind, the key really is to tap into the health system itself and say... You will, you will fund us from the savings in right. some sense. And are you seeing any of that out there yet? So everybody gets it in theory. <laughs> in, the, yeah. in practice, it's really hard. I mean, without big data, it would never happen. But with big data, you can say, this is what would have happened, and here's what we made happen. Give us half the difference. Right. But then you need to have kind of an ironclad agreement that 
the savings go back to where they came from rather than as we were just discussing you make the savings here on Medicaid and then it goes back into somebody's general fund right. and they use it to fund a factory so they can get reelected. Mm-hmm. And so I, I I would assume in many of these communities you've got the provider groups, the not-for-profits, is the government involved, and are, are they working together pretty well at this point? More. I mean, that's been, as outsiders, we can come in and we're not trying to have anybody's job, we're, we're seen as people, I mean, clearly we want them to succeed and we have goals of using their success to, to change policy and, and so forth, but I mean, in the end, we're not... We're seen as benevolent, disinterested outsiders who right. really have their best interests at heart. So, trying to get people to understand, no, they're not competing with you. If you work with them, they'll complement your efforts and make you more successful. You don't need to own everything. Right. So, there's this sense of, well, if we're not doing it, someone else is going to get credit. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's great. Let them get credit because they're going to help you too. Yeah. So, that's helping people to really understand that if you're not getting paid money there's not a natural incentive to grow Mm -hmm. and so trying to help people just make those adjustments and work together more effectively and and also learn I mean it's just like collecting data who can I refer this patient to what Mm -hmm. what other programs are there in my community you mean there's 20 food banks we didn't even know that. That, that kind of thing. <laughs> wow. So as you've done this now, it's been a couple years. <clears throat> yeah. How do you feel about where you're at? It's, it's, I mean, it's a, it's a yeah. slog in a sense, isn't it? Well, I feel personally and collectively we've learned so much. Uh-huh. And at the same time, there is so much more to learn, so much more to do. And right now, there's not a lot of visible change if, if you were to look at it as a startup, you know, we've assembled the team, we've got the product design ready, we're, lots and lots have happened, but we're not yet ready, you know, we don't, we're not yet, quote, selling the product. We're You're not, not launching, generating yeah. the data. So, yeah. so, you've been around the private sector a long time, yeah. you know, and understand the startup mentality and this yeah. and that. How do you feel in terms of this, how it's sort of been like or not like a startup? It's been like a startup just in that it takes a lot of time to have an overnight success. Yeah. <laughs> and and it, great. the team really matters. You need to be prepared to say, this isn't working, let's try it that way, that sort of stuff. Where it's not like is, obviously, you're, you're not hand-selecting your team, you're not you're, right. You're dealing with reality. You're not creating These are separate new. organizations you're trying yeah. to bring together under. You're, you know, we're working in real communities. We're not creating something new. We're not, we don't have a subset of the population we're trying to help. I mean, we may, there may be a diabetic program for di- diabetes patients, but you're trying to reach the whole community, not, you know, 29 people or right. 2,900 in a trial. You're trying to reach everybody ultimately. Wow, daunting task for sure. I mean, that's fantastic. Yeah. And, and so, if people want to learn more, they can go to the website? Wellville, www.wellville.net. Wellville.net. And, uh, and I know you put some stuff up there, and they can kind of see where you're at and what cities are working, etc. Yeah, there's and pointers to whatever press we've gotten and a little yeah. bit about the communities. 
we don't quite have the beautiful data dashboard I would like. Uh huh. So I know, as with anything, you, there's probably some help you could need, and uh, and uh, obviously there's not there's not this huge fund out there to do this, yeah. and you've got communities that are trying to implement it within themselves. You talk about with the budget, how could people potentially help? What sort of help might you need? Well, all kinds of help. One is just plain old funding for the Wellville team. Another is for each specific community. Like, we would really like to scale the diabetes prevention program in Muskegon and ultimately in, in the other communities. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of like if you, if you would like to fund something along these lines in a particular place or a particular version, talk to us. But at the same time, we want to be careful not to say, oh, somebody wants to give us a million dollars to do X, we'll just go do it. Right. It really needs to be what the community wants to do and feels is important. Mm -hmm. And it's, I mean, it's, it's sort of a, yeah, there's a little negotiation yeah. there. But obviously if anybody's interested in finding out more, Clatsop County, Oregon, Lake County, California, mm -hmm. Muskegon, Michigan, North Hartford, Connecticut, and Spartanburg, South Carolina. Great. Well, fantastic. Thanks so much, Esther. It's a pleasure to see you again. And I know you'll be speaking this afternoon. I'm sure it'll be a great presentation. Thank you. Sweet the streets I